Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today, I don't actually know what we're doing today. <laughs> I just realized I'm looking up we scriptures, but... We are talking about uh, Jesus and the Pharisees, right. or the hypocrites, which... Are you using them as, like, the same? Well, a little bit, but okay. the hypocrites are, like, if you're a hypocrite, you just don't do what you say you hmm. would do. Like, say one thing, so, do another. So if somebody says they're, like, a avid baseball player, hmm. but they don't have a bat or a glove or a ball, and they never play baseball, they are being hypocritical. And don't know right? how to play baseball. Exactly. So... <laughs> Uh, this is just one of these, as we go through, we're going to be looking at how do we avoid oh, as I believers like being, uh, you know, and the easy example in the Gospels is the Pharisees mm-hmm. said they were mm-hmm. all about serving God, but really it was all about keeping rules. Right. Uh, but there's this this uh, story that is out there about a, an early Christian university. Okay. College that uh, was openly telling everyone that they would supply doctors and and missionaries and staff to anybody who was open to having them come anywhere. So if some country... Oh, any country. Any country. This was in the early 1900s. Oh, I see. And now at that time, Mao Zedong, Mm -hmm. the Chinese dictator, was doing a march. This was before he was... Before communism was there. Okay. In China, before all that stuff, he was leading a march, and thousands of his soldiers were sick, hmm. injured, hmm. unable to continue. And so he approached this is the who would be the ruler of China, the one who brought communism in. He approached this American university, asked for help, Christian okay. university, asked okay. for help, and asked for doctors, said that if you can send doctors, okay. they can do missionary work in oh. our midst. Uh-huh. In their midst, uh-huh. you can hand out Bibles. Oh, you can sounds do, great. You can do anything that you would have done anyways. And they didn't send anybody. But why? Because they claimed that they didn't have anybody that uh, could go so false or would go, or but they didn't do what they said they were going to do, hmm. right? They, Which honestly is what the church is known to be full <laughs> of. I would say I don't know if yeah. known, but well, most people, you know, how many people do you talk to? Lots like of I don't go to church. It's I don't go to church because hypocrites. it's full of hypocrites. Right, yeah. people who who say they stand for one thing, but they don't, and, and they I mean don't. this is mm. this is tragic because if you thought about this, think about this. This was thousands of people who were close to who would be the leader of China in the coming years. How would it be None different? None went. None. They, uh, they claimed not they, one. They claimed they had no one to send. So oh, I'd love to know the real story. Yeah, and mm, um, that's tragic. It's of the negative variety, so it's very hard to actually find anything about right. the story That's because fair. nobody really wants that hung on their history. Right. Um, that makes so sense. it is kind of, it is a story, I'll fully say this, it is a story that is kind of vaguely missing some Vague. details <laughs> and a little bit hard to actually 
confirm. I spent okay. some time trying to figure that out, but I did read it in a published book. Right. That doesn't have like... <laughs> Where they hide a, information these a days. disclaimer <laughs> in books. along with it or anything like that. Um, so we have to kind of look at it and go, that's true. Okay. So now you look at it and you go, okay, well, you know, it's not that they necessarily really did a bad thing. Okay, whatever. They, I'm assuming they sent people other places and I probably did. Maybe nobody was there to You go. know, humanitarian and or missionary work and all this kind of stuff. But in this one moment, hmm. which could have been super pivotal pivotal in the world history, yeah. they had nothing. They weren't able to do the things that they said they were going to do. Um, not not quite the way we think of those words, especially the word hypocrite now. Right. But it's saying that you're about something and then not being able to fulfill hmm. that. Hmm. With that, let's look right. at First Peter uh, chapter 1. Verse 22 through to chapter 2, verse 3. Okay. Having purified your souls by obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from pure heart, since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. So put away all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander. Like newborn infants, long for the pure spiritual milk that by it you may grow up into salvation. If indeed you have tasted that the Lord is good. Yeah, so you you see this. This is Mm. Peter writing who would be challenged, right? He didn't always do the things that he said he was going to do. I will never <laughs> forsake True, you, Lord. Actually. Uh, yeah, well, the rooster's going to crow three, three times and then you're going to go. So we're called to be ready in our walks of faith when opportunity of whatever variety they might be arises, right? Sometimes we're going to have days where people show up in our lives and they need us like physically to show up in and be present, right? So yeah. help somebody mow their lawn or whatever. Right. Serve them, help them move, clean something up, Mm -hmm, fix mm -hmm. something, whatever. Sometimes it's we need to be praying. Sometimes it's we need to be able to speak about our faith. But whatever, we need to be ready when opportunity arises. Mm -hmm. And Peter says here that it's if you're born again. If indeed. If indeed. If indeed you believe. If if you you say that you're about Jesus. Yeah. Then you have to be ready Yes. To do something with it. We we were just talking about this today, actually, at my work. Um, there's three of us ladies talking about Revelation, actually. But then, um, well, just like, are we bold with our faith? Yeah. Do we talk about it enough? Well, yeah, we yeah. believe it, and, and we live it uh, to the best, you know, every day. But, but do we talk about it enough? And do we talk about it when it comes to opposition? Yeah. How persistent are we? In love, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, we we felt that we were all a little bit short. Well, and ultimately, you'll al- you'll always feel <laughs> that you're short, right? right because whatever so. you're doing, you could probably do more. Mm, yeah. So, I mean, it's that never-ending. Could I do more? Yes. Could I do more? Will Will I? I don't know. This is more about yeah. opportunity, right? When yeah. you are when you are confronted with a situation, you know, sometimes it's super blunt. Are you a Christian? Right. Uh, or something's happening you know, and it's like, oh, I thought you, you were know, a Christian. Like, are yeah. you okay with this? Or you, you know, you no. see something happen and you're like, you go in and you help out and everybody goes their different way. 
and all of a sudden you're like, why didn't I pray for them? Yeah. Why didn't I I say something? So, but if you're born again, if you know and follow Jesus and you hope to obey God's word, we need to be ready to do what might be put in front of us as an opportunity. So Peter basically here is saying, don't be a hypocrite. Right. Don't, don't be the one who says this is what you're about Mm -hmm. and then doesn't back it up with any kind of action. And and the New Testament constantly does let your yes be yes, let your no be yes. Well, and that's why the definition of hypocrisy is the pretense of having character one does not possess Mm. or falsely claiming some sort of virtue. Interesting. You either are lying about who you are or you're not. Mm. Uh, you're saying who you are, but you're not backing it up with with right. your life, your actions. Or yes, saying right. Yes. And and so here we have this reality, and it's in scripture a fair bit. It's not quite that uh, quite that obvious, but it is there. It is something that we have to wrestle with. Of how do we how do we live our lives? And uh, we're going to actually jump to Matthew chapter twenty two and twenty three. It kind of expands through there a little bit. Uh, But first, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 22, verses 34 uh, to 40. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. And one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And he said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And a second one is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Yeah. Hmm. On these two things hinges <laughs> these two everything. Things. So here comes the question is, what's more important? The words we say or the life we live? Are you asking me or is it like a... <laughs> yes. Sorry, I was looking at the <laughs> well, next I did. verse. I did. Here, what is more important? The words we say or the life we live? Love your neighbor as yourself. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind as our actions I think, but I think they are tandem. Yeah. They work together. Yeah. You know, one we can, strengthens and confirms the other. Because we can't live a Christian life and not talk about it. Mm. And we can't talk about a Christian life and not, and live, not it. live it. Right? Yeah, like they know. actually work together. Life um, uh, with with no talking yeah. is is just morality. I'm just going to be good for no apparent reason. Right. I have, I have right? no convictions. Uh, yeah. Or... Talking about it with no life that uh-huh. backs it up right. is being phony or hypocrite. Yeah, yeah. One is keeping on like you better be like me, and yeah. one is I'm going to tell you what you should be like, but I'm not going to be that. Right, right. And so the words and the actions actually have to go hand in hand. And this is what yeah. Jesus is teaching the Pharisees here. He's saying, like, you have to, you your life has to match your confession. Yeah, it just has to. Right. And so when we talk about opportunities in faith where we have chances to talk about faith or, or show our faith, when that kind of proverbial open door, that phrasing that we use, those opportunities that come along where it's just so clear that God is orchestrating something yeah. uh, in a situation for us to be able to, to uh, act, mm-hmm. we need to do that. And, and the thing is... Uh, oftentimes our actions will open the door for right. our words to show the way. So then we need that boldness to speak right. and not just stay silent yeah, in but those see, moments. When, when you, when you, when you, and here's an example. So, okay. um, uh, I have a, I have a habit when I see, 
uh, people who are <laughs> struggling with their unfortunate situations and maybe don't have food. Oh, they're going somewhere else with this one, but yes. No, I will oftentimes buy them food. Yes, I you've been doing them. that as long since I first, on our dates, you would do this when yes. we first met. Yeah, if you ever want to really like make a date memorable, decide <laughs> that you are going to feed one of the local uh, down-on-their-luck, hobo, bumish sort of people on the street and uh, the the woman on the date with you, if she ditches you and <laughs> moves along because you were savage enough to uh, feed a dude at McDonald's while you were on a date, then she's not... Or the not, coffee shop. It wasn't she's, McDonald's, she's not the yes. one. <laughs> McDonald's has been anyway. Yeah, anyway, and the, you the have action done that too. of oftentimes that act of being willing to serve somebody, right. do something, yes. has opened up the door for me to be able to speak to them. That's right. About Jesus, yeah, like right? Why so are you doing the this? action mm-hmm. turns into the opportunity to speak. Absolutely. Very rarely does the oppor- the speaking mm-hmm. turn into an opportunity to serve. Which I think is something we need to remember, yeah. right? That's that humble. Yeah, that's that th- yeah. consider others, you know, better than yourselves. Yeah. Like in yeah, the I Philippians can, too, I, right? I, Where I've I've done that. I mean, it's not a. It's, I think we are supposed to take care of the people that we can take care of. Yeah. And so, I mean, when people ask me for money, the answer is almost always no. Right. But I will get them food. Yes. Um, yeah. I'll go with them to get them yeah. food. Yeah, yeah. Um, those kinds of things. So, But the action then turns into, hey, I've got to at least say, hey, I'm doing this because I, I believe Jesus loves you. Yeah. Can you I pray matter. For, can I pray for you? You're valuable. Right? Yeah. Like there's, can I help you out? Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. There's there is lots of pieces to that. So, um, if we actually we're going backwards here, we're going to actually go earlier. I noticed in the that book of Matthew chapter twenty two <laughs> verses fifteen and twenty two. Fifteen and or two. Okay. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to entangle him in his words, and they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, "Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God." truthfully, and you do not care about anyone's opinion, for you are not swayed by appearances. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, whose likeness is inscripted in this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesars the things that are Caesars, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard it, they marveled, and they left him and went away. Mm-hmm. Probably had never heard anything of that kind. So simple. Ever. So simple. That's the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of word trap that I, I dream yes, of. Yes. I dream of setting those. I dream <laughs> of setting those. I have a dream. Uh, but the Pharisees knew the talk, but they're... Their life doesn't back it up. So no. what? What do they? They don't want to trap Jesus with his action, with actions. Right. They want to trap him with words. Mm. Right. And so, just so lay it all out here, the Pharisees were a group of uh, Hebrew teachers, Israelites, mm. who were against Roman rule, and the Herodias, the Herodians, yeah, because were it for about the rule of Herod, who was installed by right. the Romans. Was also so you've got Jew, the people right? who don't want mm-hmm. the Romans Too to different. be involved right. teaming up with the people who are totally okay with the Romans <laughs> being involved through Herod to go trap Jesus. Right. So this is a lose-lose. This, this is a lose-lose. Well, and he's gone, so he does know. But also, when they 
arrested him and were about to crucify him. What did they say? He says, right? Yeah. It is all based on words. Words. Um, whether. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and they're coming to trap Jesus. And, and the first thing they say is, you know, what do you do about this? Right. And he's like, get out a coin. Yeah, I love that. I feel that's something you would do. Like, okay, do this. Show it to me. Yeah, What do you think? Show (laughs) me a coin. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then the question immediately becomes, give give to Caesar what is Caesar's. But there's more to this than you first read. Right. Give to God what is God's. Well, what are they giving to God? Currently, like those guys, you mean? Nothing. Yeah. (laughs) What does God want? Everything. Wants our life. Yeah. Wants our words. Wants our heart. Yeah. Wants our actions. Heart, God, soul, and mind. Yeah. God doesn't need our money. Like I, I right. mean, I'm a pastor. We work at yeah. a church. Yeah. Like we literally, we literally pay our bills and put food on our table because somebody in the church has mm. given money. So I get that there are there's dynamics of money is necessary for some people to live at the church. We are two two of those people. But God doesn't care about our money as much as he cares about our lives, our words, right. our hearts, our actions. It's just that most times our heart loves money and therefore yes. we have to release well, that to him. And that's right? the thing is sometimes sometimes it's we love it and we want to hoard it and sometimes yeah. it's we want to be seen. There's lots of passages mm, there's lots of passages that say don't give like that person gives. Mm-hmm. Give like this person gives. Mm-hmm, don't true. give out of the uh, a little bit of your abundance. Give from yeah. the total of your yeah, uh, so, penny, it, so like it's uncomfortable. Widow, right? You so, hear that often, and you and that's the thing is here Jesus is turning the trap on the on the Pharisees and the Herodians, and he gets them both. Hmm. It's like go ahead, give to God what God wants. Oh, you're not. Ah, here's the problem. <laughs> what are you giving to God? Yeah. So what <laughs> are you giving to God? Because you you know you are the puffed up one praying on the corner, all those kinds of things. Right. Right. Um, and that's, that's one of those things. So from there, we jump forward to Matthew chapter 23, verses 1 through 12. All right. When Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the scribes and the Pharisees sit on Moses' seat. So do, not, so do and observe whatever they tell you, but not the works they do. For they preach, but do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to bear, and lay them on people's shoulders, But they themselves are not willing to move them with their finger. They do all their deeds to be seen by others, for they make their, hmm, how do you say that word, phylacteries, broad and their fringes long. And they love the place of honor at feasts and the best seats in the synagogues and greetings in the marketplaces and being called rabbi by others. I didn't read it this ahead of time. (laughs) But you are not to be called rabbi, for you have one teacher and you are all brothers. And call no man your father on earth, for you have one father who is in heaven. Neither be called instructors, for you have one instructors, the Christ. The greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, and whoever humbles himself will be exalted. I felt like that was a bit of a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, it was. Who's Jesus describing? The Pharisees. That's who he's talking about, the scribes and the Pharisees. He's talking about the Pharisees. So shortly after, they're trying to trap him. Like, what should we do? Who, who should but we But I love God? how he says, so do and what then, they tell you, but don't do what they do. Yeah. And, and, then, he's, and then he talks about the actions and, and the words lining up. The very next example that he gives is all like, okay, and these guys right here? Because they're standing right there while he's talking. Right. I guess I never thought he's of like, that. Don't don't 
like do what they say, but don't be like them. Don't be like them. Like don't like. And then he no, but it's even farther. So he goes into says why not to be like them because oh, this yeah. is what they do. Yeah. Or don't do. Yeah. So well, they're, they're they're taught to be able to teach. They tell others what to do, but they don't do it themselves. They're religious. They're concerned with appearance. Hmm. Uh, being in the right groups. They're not humble. They don't serve. <laughs> Here's like a list. Here's a perfect list of what not to be. Yeah. If you find yourself in Matthew chapter 23, verses <laughs> 1 through 12, and you're like, yep, it's that's me. It's not good. It's not good. <laughs> you're, you're, not yep, good that's me. Just so cheerful. <laughs> yep, that's me. I to a T. Oh, wait. Well, good stuff. Do not you do are, what they do. <laughs> don't do what they do. And so... That is part of the deal with us is so often in faith, we as people, we elevate the ones that look like they're doing the right stuff mm-hmm. and we forget about mm. the people who are actually doing the right. right stuff. Well, and it continues on like, but woe to you Pharisees. Like <laughs> yeah. it, it gets, yeah. it gets heavy. Oh yeah. No, right? It's like you guys are in some serious trouble. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's something that uh, the Pharisees would have to wrestle with. Yeah. So now we're going to jump to Matthew just a little bit farther ahead. It's two pieces, so we're okay. going to do Matthew chapter 23, verses 24 to 28 first. 24 to 28? 24 to 28, yeah. Okay. You blind guides, straining out a gnat and swallowing a camel. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you clean the outside of the cup and plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first clean the inside of the cup on the, and the plate, that the outside also may be clean. Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, which outwardly appear beautiful, but within are full of dead people's bones and all uncleanliness. So you also outwardly appear righteous to others, but within you are full of hypocrisy and lawlessness. I mean, it continues. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we got it. (laughs) But like Jesus takes this, and he wants them to understand this isn't faith is walking in faith and coming to Christ and becoming a Christian isn't about and I don't know how many times I've heard this in my life hmm. I'll I'll come to faith I'll I'll deal with church in Jesus once I've cleaned up my life oh right? yeah I'm going to take care of this big problem I've got over here addiction or you know, marital problems or whatever it is. I can't, just come, not feeling. I can't come back to church until right. I take care of that thing. And it's like, well, you can't take care of it. Like you created this mess. You can't take care of it. Bring your mess to Jesus. Yeah. He actually wants your mess. Yeah. He doesn't want you to spend a whole bunch of time trying to look like you fit on the outside and being a total wreck on the inside. He would rather you just show up and start dealing with the inside out, which is why it's so often so difficult you know, one of the roles that I have is I, I do a lot of pastoral counseling. It's so hard because people want the outside clean. Yeah. Well, they first. want other people to see and have it look nice yeah. to them and, yeah. you know, And then you have presentable. to tell them, you know what, we're actually dealing with the inside stuff first. Yeah. Like, if it doesn't look like anything's changing, but it is actually changing, mm. that's okay. Yeah. But if it doesn't look like anything's changing and you're not changing, right. that's not okay. Mm. But if you appear like change has happened and it hasn't really that's deception right we we can't we're not about trying to deceive god (laughs) like we can't we can't can't, but i do think sometimes we we do try we We think we can right and so we shouldn't be stopping people from coming to jesus 
just because their lives are messy. Yes. And this is the thing that a lot of people in church don't like to hear. It it might be messy at church. I people know. with some real problems might show up. Yeah. But if they're actually really coming because Jesus has met them and they have been transformed by the power of the gospel hmm. and what Jesus did at the cross, mm-hmm. come on in with your mess. Yeah, no, absolutely. Right? Come in. And, you know, goes on there the uh, talking about the whitewashed tombs. Yeah. <laughs> and and if you stop and just think about what Jesus is saying is you look clean and good on you the look outside. great, yeah. And you're rotten and dead on the inside. Yeah, it's a pretty powerful yeah. imagery there. But then he jumps to verse 37 and 38 of Matthew oh, 23. Yeah. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often... Would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. You were not willing. Yeah. Jesus kind of comes to that spot and he just says like, Hmm. I would, I would like over and Hmm. over. If you look back in the Old Testament, God has protected the people of Israel from being totally wiped out. Yeah. And he's like, I just, I just want you to follow me. Mm. I just want mm. you to do the business that's internal. I just want you to live a life that you say you want to live mm-hmm. or, or, you know, have the, have that matched up the words and the actions in life to have not be the whitewashed tomb that's rotten on the inside, but rather be cleaned, renewed and restored from the inside out mm-hmm. by Christ and the power of the gospel. And here he comes and he's just like, Oh, Israel. Oh, it's I just want to, and it's Jerusalem. the weirdest, it's the weirdest thing to ever watch growing up on a farm. You see it every once in a while where a chicken has lots of chicks and okay. they feel the threat and, and they like, they put their wings like in this weird little like shovel oh, yeah. like cup a, thing yeah. and they run around and gather them all up and then hold them in Interesting. so that they, they're protected. Yeah. And the, Under the, shadow the, the of your chicken wings. is willing to risk everything hmm. to save the chicks. Right. And that's what Jesus is saying. And like, that's what we find How many times have I wanted to do this, mm. but you just won't let me gather you up. Yeah. You just won't. So heartbreaking. Right? And that's, that's the idea here with Jesus and the Pharisees, which is really Jesus and the hypocrites. It's yeah. stop saying yeah. that you want this and then doing nothing to show that you want this. Right. This is the, you've been saved by grace and faith in Christ alone. Hmm. But in response, there should be something that looks like a believer coming right. out of you, right? There in, should in be that sanctification and your happening, words, right? So here's yeah. where we get that idea that there is a, a there is saved by grace, saved by faith, right. saved in Christ alone. Yeah. But then there's a response of this is what life is like, yeah. and we move forward from there with evidence of that, mm-hmm. which people will say is good works in response to. Uh, but it gets confusing because everybody thinks works is how you get saved. It's not. It's grace and faith through Jesus right. Christ alone. But now we get to the end and we realize all of these things come together. And what does Jesus really want? Our words mm-hmm. to match our deeds. Yeah. Because he's transformed us from the inside out, not right. the outside in. And and that doesn't make us perfect. We're not going to be perfect. Yeah. Not until we are, you know, our final glorification in him. But... Um, 
repentance is that key there, yeah. right? Where we, we do, are going to make mistakes and then we repent. Absolutely. We keep moving with Jesus. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, guys, thanks for joining us today for our conversation. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams, or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day, and I hope you can join us next time. Until next time.